and welcome to Tea Over Interiors, everyone. Today's topic, we are going to be discussing remodeling woes. We're going to talk a wide range of topics within this subject, so stick around for that. But before we get to that, Alicia, I need to know what you sipping on, girl. <laughs> you know, I am just having very nice banana Foster's tea, which is the dessert. But I'll tell you, it just tastes like, like a creamy banana flavor. <laughs> I don't know, Heather. I don't know about the Foster part, but it's really yummy. What is the Foster part? Is that the flambe? Yeah. part? Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm sipping on something similar. I'm sipping on blueberry pancakes. Mmm. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> That's yummy. We're talking in the morning. Maybe yeah. we want to go get some of that. <laughs> it's delicious. It tastes like blueberry pancakes and maple syrup. I don't know how they do that with hibiscus and apple flavors and stuff like that, but they've done it and it's delicious. I love it. So, Alicia, how was your birthday? Our birthdays were this week, guys. This is our birthday week. So, yes, we're talking about our birthdays. Alicia, how was your birthday? Celebration. It was really nice. I had a fabulous birthday. I really did. And I enjoyed it. I had my girlfriend's son, Alex Parchment, to my house, and he blessed me with his wonderful talent, musical talent. And it was just so cool. My mom wanted to know what what food did you have? Tell us about the food, the cuisine. Ew. Didn't I send you the menu? I think I did. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> So, the menu, although I added a few things, which really yummy. Let me see. I'm going to look at it real fast. Fresh skewers of fruit, pineapple, melon, grapes, really nice. Organic granola, dark chocolate, and shredded coconut and sea salt. And we had Tahitian vanilla Greek yogurt with wild honey. And we had a charcuterie board, which we had bacon. And apple and sage sausage. Actually, we had the chicken sausage. And then bourbon-infused maple syrup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whipped cream. And we had Belgian waffles. I skipped the shrimp and bread. And instead, I did a whole filet of salmon. And I did a mufalada, which is like a olive tapenade and, and olive oil. And it was just lathered in that and it was and baked in the oven and everybody that thing went so fast I was so glad that I took a little piece because it was done and then a friend of mine actually brought over some of her famous rice dish she's Haitian and she she just has a great way of flavoring her rice it wasn't the traditional black rice but she made a, a rice that was amazing I think she used the jasmine rice as the as the as the base I'm sure there was other stuff. I, I That's was a lot of food. Wow. Yeah. For a brunch. Eating all day. Well, we didn't get to, we didn't gather until one o'clock. So by the time everyone got there, it was probably two. So it was really like early dinner, you know? Mm. You know, the desserts were on and popping because I love to bake. So I had my traditional cream cheese pound cake and some people did that with whipped cream my dearest friend came from, she was here visiting from Los Angeles and she purchased an assortment of pastries. So 
we ate, we drank, we had fantastic coffee, and we had good entertainment, and it was all good. Very nice. That is great, Alicia. Well, as you know, Sean whisked me away for a lovely (laughs) weekend (laughs) to have fun in the snow instead of in the sun, to have fun in the snow. (laughs) And we were dashing through it all right, and... The, the suite we stayed in had like a lovely fireplace and we sat outside with a blanket on our balcony and we watched everyone ski at night, you know, because that's kind of fun to watch them going down the hill. We had a gorgeous view. I posted it. We had a gorgeous view. So it was just so fun, you know, sitting there sipping hot chocolate, you know, it was very nice. I had a wonderful time. I did not want to come home and come back to reality. But it was very lovely. So nice to get away, you know? Very nice to get it's away. It's good. It's good for the soul. A change of environment is very, very important. I don't know that I understood how important it was until I probably got well into my career. And it, I had owned my own business for many, many years. And it just didn't have... I, when I went away, I just felt like I was just not... Care of. I've always loved traveling and going different places and seeing different places. So when I was younger, I was an athlete. And so I ran track and I used to go to the Junior Olympics and things like that and had to travel for track meets. I've been able to see different places. So let's move on. Alicia, I'm sure everybody's like, I gotta know what's these randomness. What is a randomness? You know, I thought about it. I probably should have chosen a randomness that had something to do with birthdays. But like, when did birthdays start becoming a thing, right? Because back in the days, people didn't record births. So I should have looked that one up. Huh. You know, I'm kicking myself now. But anyway, that's okay. Because today I have a randomness for you. So let's hit it. These randomness. So today, for my randomness, Alicia, I have for you, we're talking about renovations and remodeling and return on investments, right? Did you know, Alicia, that at one time, tulips were worth more than gold? Really? Yeah, tulips. Tulips, initially, they were a rarity, and only the very wealthy could afford them at one point in time. A single Rembrandt type of bulb reached the equivalent of $1,500. That was 10 times the annual income of a skilled craftsman or the price of a large house back in the 1620s. That's when tulips were worth more than gold. Isn't that interesting? That is. I know how much you love your flowers. Yes, I am. And I was just, it's so funny because as you were saying it, I was just wondering, what does that It's called a Rembrandt bowl. They're not like a solid yellow or a solid red. Instead, they have like, kind of like an ombre, but they look like a painting when you plant them in your garden. Really pretty. I'm going to send you a picture. So anyway, that is what I have for you today, Alicia. let's get started. We're talking about renovation. And Alicia, yesterday you had a very interesting conversation with a client. Did you know? I did. I did. Yep. We're doing her kitchen over. And 
Oh, I love those Rembrandts. Look. Oh, love them. Ah, oh, I want to get them. I'm going to get some now. Thank you for telling me. Okay, back to the client. So, we're doing her kitchen over. She's starting with a base. You know, this is the thing. When you're working with a designer or you're just trying to do your own thing, you want to decide what things are permanent, what things are not going to change, what things you are not willing to make an investment in right now. And in her case, she thought it was going to be the cabinets and the flooring and the countertops. Those were the things that she was not willing to change. Mm -hmm. She has wallpaper on the walls. She's decided to, uh, well, she hired a contractor. I inherited this, okay? So I, I wasn't in from that. But Alicia, time. before you continue that, we yeah. should talk about how important it is and how much money it saves you in the long run to work with a designer. A lot of times people, it's going to cost me so much money, but that is not necessarily true. A lot of these kitchen renovation places have designers that work on staff for them and they can help you along with your remodel if, you know, you don't have the extra funds to work with someone independent. But if you do, I strongly urge, if it's more than just your kitchen, that you hire a designer to work with so that way they can help you narrow your focus because a lot of people they have to admit to themselves they're not focused you know they watch they're they're maybe watching these renovation shows getting all these ideas that's cluttering their decision making whereas an independent person who is well versed in the, the language of design and understanding what it is that you want without you even realizing that that's the end result that you want they can pull these ideas that you have out of your head and make them a reality. And a lot of times it's a reality that you never foresaw. So it turns out to be the best decision that you can make. So that was my little sidebar. Go ahead, Alicia. Sorry about that. It's okay. I think it is a good idea to kind of drive home the importance of having a professional. You know, we hire professionals for pretty much everything in our lives. Well, I don't know. Some people do. I do. <laughs> you know, I like to hire people who are extremely good at something. Mm -hmm. I, I, there are a lot of things that I can do, but I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. I don't think my life is any more important than anyone else's. So when you hire out and you get help to do things that you can't do, it expedites and simplifies your life. Mm -hmm. It saves you time because this, unless you just have a passion for it and it's your hobby... I don't see why you want to waste time because there's, I, I don't have a lot of it. Unless you're retired and you don't have a busy, active or social or volunteer life, there's nothing going on. That's, you know, that's a different situation. But even most retirees nowadays are busy. So you just got to really figure out who are the service providers who are the professionals and ask your friends and family because I know a lot of people. I get a lot of phone calls about people to hire. Like they know I've used certain folks. They're like, I know you're always looking for the best, the brightest, the sharpest. So could you give me a referral? And I think that's great. There's got to be someone in your world who's like that. But yeah, just hire someone who knows what they're doing. It'll be done quickly. It'll be done correctly. 
in certain instances, you may need them to be licensed. So, you know, I have an electrician that I use and I can't do all of the electrical projects in the house at once. So every two months I have a little stash of money I put away and I call them to do projects, you know? So I think that's really important. So the client was putting up drywall by the time I was called in on the project. And I understand that it was to cover some existing. So she did what we call veneering. So she did like the, the, the thinnest drywall over the existing walls because I think they, the walls needed repair. Maybe she didn't want to get involved in all of that. And she decided that she wanted to cover some wallpaper that would have been too hard. People really panic over removing wallpaper, which is a wonder to me. I removed tons of wallpaper and I never felt that way about it. But it but depends it, how old the wallpaper is. If this is well, bad. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I buy very old houses. And all of the old houses that I've removed the wallpaper on, and this is going to be contrary to what you said, I think what you're getting ready to say, but that wallpaper basically fell off the wall. Like it was so old <laughs> that I never, I never had a problem getting it off. But you know what? It was probably old, but not first house when the house was built old, because when they used to wallpaper those houses back in like the Victorian eras and stuff like that. That stuff was stuck on to the the gypsum board. Well, what we call now gypsum board. And you couldn't take it off. Otherwise, you're taking off the wall. So it depends how old the house is. So your wallpaper was probably put up in the 70s or 80s. And so that's probably why it was able to just crumple apart. Because it's not the same type of wallpaper. <laughs> well, her house wasn't even that old. Like my house, I, mean, I live in a 120-year-old house. She doesn't have an old, old, old house. So I don't know what the problem was because I don't remember the wallpaper. But Some of it is difficult to come off, though. No matter how much you wet it, because it depends on the adhesive. But, you know, it could be very labor intense. So I get it. So the decision in her case was keep the floor, Mm -hmm. which was a hexagon and diamond or square pattern. So she had hexes and then squares and hexes and then square. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, that's a strong, busy image. Okay, that, that's, that's strong on the floor. Then she had these honey-colored cabinets. And then she had, uh, kitchen's not huge, but, you know, decent size. And then she had a formica, like a laminate that looked like a granite and it's super busy those are the things like it's got brown in it like that brownie hun of the cabinet and it had like black and it had cream you know your typical i don't think it's santa cecilia but it's it, you know not a very unique laminate for the countertops those are the those are the givens so now when i work with a client i ask them what are the things that are not you're not willing to change and when she said she wasn't willing to change the cabinets or the cabinet color that was a challenge because dating the kitchen and what i want to talk about is dating a house can we discuss to help people make the decision about what to get rid of because this whole concept of you know does this date the house does it say what era the house was done in does it say 80s does it say 70s does it say 50s does it say 90s what does it say and does that matter 
do you care? I like this question because I want to know what was her goal? Was she just trying to give the room a facelift? She just wants to make it feel fresh. Not updated. So she wasn't looking for updating in that case. She didn't know. See, this is my challenge with people, okay? They don't really know what updated. They, it, mm, their idea of updated is not our design professional, industry professionals' ideas of updated. So it, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. You said that she covered the walls because of the wallpaper. Yeah. Was she just doing this because she was tired of looking at the walls? Because you said she's leaving the floor in the cabinets. I'm sorry, but that's most of the renovation. What are we doing here? <laughs> Not even the floor. No, hold up. She's leaving the floor? That's what I said. She's leaving the floor. Wait, in the cabinet. I know, I know. I, I got one more for you. The what? floor, the cabinet, and the countertop. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a nice one. No, okay. that's not nice. That's not nice. Okay. okay. I'm just right. saying, like, what, what am wait, I supposed to do? As a design professional, what would you have suggested if they were determined to leave the floor, cabinet, and countertop? Which one would you have encouraged them to change? Again, what Which is, one? What is the end result? What are you looking for? I mean, are you just, you really just sound like you're, you want your walls to look smooth. And you think that one no. done at the kitchen is going to look better. So I would just explain to her, well, actually, you know, depending on the type of investment she's made in my professional expertise, I could render her, her kitchen, the way she thinks that it'll look when she's done and ask her, is this what you were looking for? Because once she sees the cabinets haven't changed, the flooring and the countertops, and the only thing that changes is the wall, if she sees that and she's like, oh yeah, that's what I was looking for. I just wanted my walls to look smooth and have a new paint color, but I love everything else. Then there you have it. But if she looks at it and she's like, that's a waste of money. I just did the walls and my kitchen still looks old. You know, so that's why I'm like, well, what's the goal? What don't you like about your kitchen? Does it look old to you? Does it look outdated? Do you need more storage? Does it no longer function the way it should? Was it ever functional? Tell me what you love about the kitchen. Tell me what you don't love and tell me what your needs are. How do you operate in the space? You know, the basic questions, because if you're not changing the countertops, the floors, the cabinets, I need to know what's the goal here. What do you need? Are you looking for extra storage? Are you changing the? Are you just changing the table that's in the kitchen? If you if it's an eating kitchen, are you just looking to spruce it up a bit and you know stage it differently? So you know you got to find the person's motivation. What is their motivation for spending this money? I would need to ask more questions and drill down. And get her to really think about what her goals are and her motivation for even starting this project. Why are you starting this project? Why do you want this done? Why do you want smooth walls and not fresh countertops? Are the countertops in great shape? And she paid so much for them. And she's like, well, you know, they're in great shape. Nothing's wrong with them. I know they're dated. That's how some people feel. But why not give a fresh coat of paint to the cabinet? What's the issue there? 
So I would just need to know what's the issue with changing these items and why they're not important. That's what I need to know. I okay. have a lot of questions. That's exactly not in that manner or whatever. You know me, I'm good at reading the room, right? Mm -hmm. So I was able to determine what the real motivation, it's always money driven. You know that. Yeah. They just did this kitchen 10 years ago. And for people who live in houses and are homeowners, 10 years ago is like yesterday because you're constantly shelling out cash. I've already been in my house two years. The amount of money I've spent is crazy. So will I be ready to do the kitchen over in 10 years? Probably not. I think when people are honest about the kind of money they want to spend, and if they talk to a professional, I mean, just a consult, I'm not saying you need to have this person hire, like she did, invested in a um, virtual consult with me last night. It will save her a lot of money in making bad decisions because she wasn't thinking about the stuff that I brought to her attention. As a mm -hmm. matter of fact, when she got off the phone, she actually needed to get off the phone because I gave her too much to think about. And, and I only gave her two things to think about. <laughs> so I was like, wow, okay. So you needed like to process. There are varying degrees of individuals' capacity to process and to handle information. So in her case, I gave her two things to research. And this is why I love Pinterest. She needed to look at with the granite look countertop she had. She needs to see whether she's going with a gray, whether she's going with a cream. My suggestion is a cream to lighten up that room, to give it a little bit of brightness. Because for her, she's not going to get invested in any colors. That's not going to happen. All right. So once she makes the decision on the pink color or the color of the cabinet, now we can choose the backsplash. And I am going to encourage a very dramatic focal point wall, a feature wall that will be completely tiled. And we will do something special with tile. And then the floor with its busyness, and I mean very large format tile. You know, there's tile slabs that mm -hmm. are porcelain that look like a, a slab of marble or a slab of stone. So, you know, porcelains are amazing. Of course, you need a contractor who knows how to work with those big pieces of tile. You know, we're talking about four square feet, you know, even larger some nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, you know, tile is not like little pieces like they used to be back in the day. She doesn't need anything little in that kitchen because she's got that busy pattern on the floor. And that's only in like a white, like an off-white color. So that's fine. And then she's going to paint those cabinets. And then she's got the, the real dramatic thing in the room is the countertop. That's the busy factor. And then we're going to do something visually, aesthetically special going up that one wall. And then we're going to paint the walls a nice color. And she's going to have her kitchen back. She's even got really great hardware. She must have changed the cabinet hardware you know the poles a couple of years ago because they're very current looking they don't really match the cabinets but that's okay once she paints those cabinets they will match the cap you know it'll just the cabinets will disappear because the cabinets yeah they need to disappear but that's it so i think the best money like talking about what is really the money best spent is a problem for people they don't know what things because they're living with it all the time. And, and if they just spent the money 10 years ago, they're thinking, this thing can't be dated yet. This can't look old yet. But honey color cabinets are definitely a dated look. Wouldn't you agree? I would definitely agree. However, I did find a stat 
that said older homeowners really are life of loving that color again. So older people are really loving that color again. You know what I'm trying to say to you is that it's like what is dated? Like I really wanted to talk about that. Oh, what's like, needed? What I really think people need to start doing what makes them happy. Because dated to me is like outdated technology kind of thing, right? But cabinets are always going to function or provide the same function, right? Unless you're right. aging in place, you may want the cabinets that move up and down so that it makes it easier for you to reach things. Or if you're differently abled, that may be something you need from the very beginning but cabinets they open and close now as you get older you may need to change your style of cabinet in order to help you age within your home you know maybe the traditional way of opening a cabinet is no longer useful to you so in that case that's when I think the cabinet is dated I think it's dated for your use it's funny that you say that because I, I was watching this show, Stay Here, and they were doing like the Airbnbs. And, you know, everybody wants like these experience homes now to stay in. And one of the properties was in Palm Beach in California. And the house, they wanted it to look like in the 70s because that was the style of the home. And they wanted to keep it true to the style of the home. So the kitchen, the living room, everything felt so retro, but retro in a fresh kind of way. But it was still retro. And so I think you can make some updates to things that you like to make it feel fresh. But as far as it feeling dated, it really just depends how you like to live. I mean, if you want to live in a home that looks like the 70s, then go for it. You know, if this is what you love, we're just far too influenced as, as citizens of America to be consumers that just are so wasteful and like, oh, this was so juiced three years ago. Oh, let me throw this away. And we're just filling up our landfills with things that are in perfect order that people in third world countries are like, I die just to have a kitchen cabinet. I can't even afford it here, you know? So it's just like, I think that some of these decisions that people make when it comes to kitchens, it really has to come down to function. Does it function? Is it falling apart? Then you change it, in my opinion. But, like, I can I can agree with this homeowner. If she loves that honey cabinet, why does she have to have the same color cabinets they're showing? Oh, she doesn't. In magazines and things like that. Why does she have to she feel doesn't. that it's dated, you know? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, for example. I agree, I agree. But if I think wanna, that the problem is that they look beat up. If oh, look, I mean, well, if they no longer look good, like, you know, they're falling apart, they're no longer functioning because, you know, the door is eventually going to fall off. Again, my love, it it boils down to what people are used to living with. I would not be happy with the finish rubbing off or, oh, no. you know, where your hand touches all the time because you've got a family and there's a drawer that they go in all the time in that particular drawer has like discolored like it yeah. looks like dirty there's dirtiness understand where the handle where you grab the the, the pull yes and that me yeah it's that... not a cute look that's not something i want to live with but guess what a lot of people live like that 
But you know what that does to your psyche? And they don't even see it. Yeah, does that, that does mean, something to you. That's, that's the, that is a, a thing for some people, and it is not a thing for a lot of people. I've been in a lot of houses in my 35 years of doing it. Look at the way that they process information. Look at how they become overwhelmed. They are cluttered, basically, with this underlying look of filth. They know it's there, but they've decided to overlook it because of whatever reason. But our brains, we like tidiness. We like order. So when it comes to things not being right, you know, that that attributes to a defeatist disposition that lends to difficulties in making decisions that seem rational to other people. That lends to a lot of other things that people do not realize is happening to them. Because if you found this person many moons ago, their thinking would have been very different. But as time evolved, they've become a different person. And if they really dig into it, they can start to attest that they've changed personality-wise. You know, maybe their level of happiness has changed. And it all has to come down to the way that kitchen looks, the way certain things in their house looks. This is why she wants an update, right? And the money is a factor. So that's why she's trying to do something because she wants something to look clean and new. So because everyone knows cabinets are a fortune, well, it could be to some people, I think it's a great investment, but because the cabinets will cost so much more than getting a better looking wall, she's starting somewhere, Alicia. So that's pretty much why she's operating the way she's operating because those cabinets do bother her. And she just doesn't want to admit it to herself because her ego is protecting her. What I spent the time on is helping her to focus on one thing that really needed. I know what I want to change in there. And eventually, we're going to figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I move. How do you um, think she feels about painting the cabinets? She's going to do it. I know she's going to do it. Okay. Because that was my goal. My goal at the end of that conversation in that consult last night was to impress upon her from a visual perspective and from a financial perspective I already dropped the amount in her ear I already know who's going to do it like I just dropped it (laughs) because I I needed to we needed to cross that bridge because if we didn't cross that bridge we can't move forward that kitchen's gonna look the same exactly so I think what happened with this whole dated concept is to your point a lot of people are watching like these these television shows these remodeling shows and they're fixating on the wrong things we're not interested you and i as designers we're not interested in trends no right and i think that's what really plagues people they want to so she had the, the client had an influencer, okay? She had someone who was in her ear and was telling her to do a bunch of things that, you know... Probably overwhelmed trying. her. <laughs> it overwhelmed her. And I remember when they initially called me on the phone, I was in the car, I was driving, and I was like, okay, let's just do a virtual consult. Well, she was overwhelmed by that. I was like, I'm going to FaceTime you when I get home. That's it. Like, that's it. <laughs> I just need to, I've been in the house before. I, I just need to be, ref- I need my memory refreshed. But even the whole concept of the virtual 
consultation felt overwhelming because she was being bombarded with too much information. The, the influencer was telling her, I need you to, and I mean the influencer as someone who was influencing her decision. Okay. She had decided she was going to call a contractor and this influencer was like, no, you need to do this. You need to do mm-hmm. that. You need to blah, 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 blah. And giving her 16,000 trendy ideas. That's not what we're doing here. You, mm-hmm. you are trying to spend A and that person's telling you to spend Q. <laughs> okay, way e, down. They went to Z. <laughs> they went to Z, right? And they went all the way. Stop thinking that everybody can put these things in their house or that they should. Shouldn't have a trendy house. You know me. I'm a classic designer. I like classics. I want to yeah. stick to the things that are timeless. Yeah. You look at that kitchen and it is not going to be like, you, you may ask the person, did you recently do this? 25 years later. I am not interested unless they don't take mm-hmm. care of it. And, and they speed up. Exactly. But there's, it's right. going to show some wear. But yeah. Right. If you recently did a remodel, the return on your investment is not as high as it used to be. So people would think like, oh, if I spend 50 grand on this kitchen, when I sell the house, I'll just get that 50 grand back. That is no longer the case. The most important things that you should look to when you're thinking about reselling now, this is just people that are thinking about reselling, doing these updates because in two or three years time, they feel that they're going to be ready to move to wherever their new life is going to take them. But some of the most important things that you'll get your money back on is garage door replacement. I know that sounds crazy, but you can get about 98% of that money back. Manufactured veneer stone, you can get 97% of that money back. Deck addition, you can get 82% of that back. A minor kitchen remodel costing you between twenty and 21000 or $22,000, you can get about 81% of that back on your investment and a siding replacement if it costs you about 15 grand or so you could recoup 76 percent of that now some of the worst things to sink your money into would be if you're planning on selling your home or getting return on investment once you do sell your home is the backyard patio costing about 50 to 55 thousand you're only going to recoup 47 percent of that a master suite addition costing you close to 250 thousand 48% back. A major kitchen remodel upscale costing you about 125 grand, you'll get about half of that back. Bathroom addition costing about 80 to 85,000, you're only going to get about 54%. And a bathroom remodel, you're only going to get about 56% if you spend around 60 grand or so. So keep in mind that you know, depending on where you live, some of these estimates may vary. For instance, like in Arizona, adding a pool to your backyard is going to give you a huge return. But in Montana, not so much. Or in New York City, not so much. So these are some of the things to think about. But you should always concentrate on the curb appeal because that seems to be like the biggest one. I mean, things as simple as planting new flowers and shrubs and making them look appropriate in front of your home and power washing your house. These are some of the things that could really help. And mm-hmm. they're not even that costly. Again, when it comes to remodeling, it's always best before you even make one decision, one tile or, or a countertop, to contact a professional and say, hey, 
Let me just have a consultation. Look at my kitchen for me. Give me some ideas because I live here and <laughs> my judgment is clouded. So these are the things I need. These are the things I hate. These are the things I love. Yeah, I think this is a very important thing. And I wanted to just give a couple of things just before we sign off here today. Mm -hmm. are the, the most common home renovation mistakes to avoid, and I saw this list and I wanted to share it. Number one, setting an unrealistic budget. Most mm -hmm. of the time, it's very hard to assess without the help of a professional how much stuff is going to cost. And I'm in the business and even I know what it's going to cost. And then I know what I'm, I'm prepared to spend. But I'm going to tell you in the two years I've been remodeling this old house, I have determined that I am not going to, I've wasted money and I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to know better. But sometimes you have to fix things temporarily. You have to do them so that you can get to another space and time. And so you do have to spend money and then spend it again. And, then, and an example of that is I had to spend money on a sump pump and some minor plumbing that was more effective than what I inherited when I bought the house. I'm going to call that about $500. But I just did a $10,000 basement waterproofing extravaganza two years later. Am I mad because of that $500? Not really. Right? Maybe it, it, even if it was $1,000 that I spent up front two years ago, and then I had to spend a, a 10 now. The $10,000 is going to last me forever. And I get such a return on that investment because yeah. I am never, I mean, that's something that when someone buys this house and that basement doesn't take on water anymore, it, I'm already happy. I'm already happy. I spent 10,000, you know, yeah. at, every time I got a, a bad storm warning or was in a storm, I'm making sure because it's really elaborate. Like now I have a backup pump, got two pumps and the backup pump is fueled by the city water line, the pressure of the city water line. So when the power goes out, because it goes out a lot here, I live right next to a river and I am in a place where the power does, it's an old grid and it's an old historic neighborhood. So things do happen over here when storms come and the water table is high here. So that investment in my basement was very valuable, but I couldn't do it two years ago. I just didn't have the money. Right. Yeah. And then later you have to spend the big money. That was a functional infrastructure thing. You've just lost all that money on that remodel. Right. Absolutely. Because you didn't take care of the most important thing first, which is right. the infrastructure. And that basement taking on water. I just spent a lot of time running back up and down the steps, making sure the sump pump was still working, you know, sleeping on the sofa in a really bad storm, making sure that if I heard the pump go off, or not go on that I, you know, be ready for, to do the, the bucket brigade. You know, I, that kind of thing. I can sleep now soundly. Okay. The other thing is not complimenting the original architecture of the house, the architectural mm -hmm. style. I think a lot of people are so busy and I'm not talking about renovations. I'm not talking about furniture because I've gotten this complaint from people. So what, what's the problem with doing mid-century modern furniture in a house that is not of that vintage or era. Nothing is wrong with that, okay? I'm not mad at you. If you like that furniture and you have a Victorian house, I'm not going to be like, you can't have what you want in your house. 
when you're doing things to the house, actually. Furniture, nobody's buying your furniture. So you should have that removed before people walk through if you plan on selling it anyway. Right. Got a conversation from people. They're like, they have this wonderfully traditional house and they want to do this really modern furniture. Knock yourself out. You installing new appliances last. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a big one? Like, but it ha- yeah, because it has to be thought of yeah. during the planning so that the contractor Absolutely. can make space for these things. You can't retrofit after. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's a biggie. That's a biggie, right? Buying furniture and home decor too early. Very big. And I'm in the business. But I'm telling you, I keep saying that because I'm like, you know what? I sat in this house without the, the the furniture I wanted without a lot of stuff I wanted because you need to live in a house. You really need to live in it to appreciate basically what it's saying to you. And to see how it functions. You live in the house, right. Yeah, what things do you need? Because only living there, you can be like, oh, you know what would be great? If I had a way to access this or if I had a way to get around here or if I had this there. So yeah. Focusing on appearance. And I, I didn't do that. And I got I got reprimanded by a few people. And if she ever listens to this, she'll know who she is. My dear friend, she was very concerned about me. And she knows how I feel about aesthetic. I don't but understand. I was told early in the game that maybe my my uh, depression, my lack of enthusiasm for my house was because I wasn't focusing on the appearance. This house, it was a big job. I bought a house that was abandoned and I did not make the house pretty. I'm just starting to make the house pretty because I had infrastructure things to deal with. Well, yeah, so I don't understand. How does anybody say anything about the way you live? I don't understand. Yeah, it was an issue. We Especially had when you have infrastructure things that you need. They don't. But see, friends. that's what I'm trying to say. Like a lot of people don't get it. I did sacrifice my own happiness because I chose to live in the house while it was getting the infrastructure stuff. And so it wasn't pretty. And when she came over, she was like, I don't even believe you're living like this. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I can't spend time and energy on stuff that is not going to serve me later, prettying up, putting lipstick on a, what do they call it, pig? Yeah. But, yeah, not to disrespect pigs, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to just pretty up this place and the damn walls are falling down. Like putting the yeah. most beautiful Persian rug over right. a hole exactly. on the floor. That doesn't make exactly. sense. Fix the hole it doesn't first. Make sense. <laughs> Fix the hole first. Like people are just so busy. You know, they're focusing on appearance. I can't stand to see a house with beautiful furniture in it. And not for nothing, the and paint the job crumbling. Right. Crumbling or the, or the paint job looks like, you know, a hot mess. Or me when I see a sloppy paint job. Like, I'm looking at the French doors. I've not touched the French doors in my master bedroom yet. I will spend some time on that. Because I just, they need to be, I need to get a razor and get all of the paint, whoever painted it prior to me, off of the glass. Because oh my gosh, that is my biggest pet peeve. People, they make paint tape for a reason. They give you a beautiful, clean line. Yeah. So I got to clean that. Actually, I'm going to tape it, paint it, and then clean it. Because if I get any paint on it, then I'm just, I don't want to be cleaning it twice. 
Could but you anyway, know, Lisa, living through the renovation, that was difficult for you in the beginning. It was, it was. It was necessary because we know it was necessary that you had to be there. This is another thing. <laughs> uh, this is not even about design. This is just about this is just about giving people grace and learning how to be a more supportive person. This yeah. is not her choice to live like this. Like, I mean, you're you're a designer. You you've had great houses before. Everybody knows how you live. But not even if they didn't know that. It's just like obviously you're taking care of something that is very important. You are making sure the security of the house is good. You're making sure that it's structurally sound. Right. Why would you even think about the other things before you've taken care of the most important? You have to you have to build the shell first. You have to make sure the shell is strong before you add anything else to it. That's just the bottom line. And we have to learn to give each other grace. I'm a mindset person, but that's rough. Well, I'm not. Yeah, okay. So that's why I didn't. I said, if I say, if, you know, she'll know who she is. But we've spoken about it. You know, like I was upset. I was, I was very upset, as a matter of fact. And I had to, you know, she's a good friend. Is that some random person? So, and I didn't let everybody in my home early on because I knew exactly. they would. And you trusted, and you trusted her with that. You know? Calm down. <laughs> I see you're, I see you're triggered, but I want you to calm down. It's under control. I handled it. <laughs> you can't just focus on the appearance in the beginning. Sometimes you really just can't. You got to live in a little bit of a disarray for a little while, maybe. You know, I'm not saying don't try to put stuff away or clean. In my case, I'm alone, right? So I didn't have like a partner or somebody who could be doing some of those things for me when I was working, right? So it took a long time to get the house to the point where it was not cluttered. It was didn't have a whole bunch of building materials. I mean, it, it's just a lot when you're doing a house like this. Yeah, we it's, talked about that in the other yeah. renovation episode, steps to do while you're renovating, yeah. Only people who've been through this can can empathize. I'm telling you, this is no joke. When you are living through a renovation, it, it's no joke. It is no, I mean, it's big. And I'm not talking about regular renos and a house that you move into and it's really livable. I'm talking about like houses where the main sewer line plumbing doesn't work. Like you need to tap into the, I, girl. This is the first episode, I think, that it's more like the conversations that we used to have on the phone. Right. Right. <laughs> that led us exactly. to say, hey, let's start a podcast so people can hear what we talk about on the phone. <laughs> Man, this is the real deal. This is why I love this podcast, you know, because this resonates with people. Because when, when people listen to this, they're like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> they're like, that's what I'm experiencing. That's what I know to be true. Instead of the fluff, I'm not about the fluff. You know me. I, I'm about like getting down to brass tacks. I want to. I want to talk about what's really happening in life, whether yeah. it's spiritual, whether it's you know structural and renovation. But you you have feelings when you're going through these processes, and I'm not talking about people with tons of money. And you, you know, have like, to manage. You have to manage those feelings. I mean, listen. When I moved in to my place, you know, I went through something similar, but we, we will talk about that another time because we, you know, we're out of time right now. I feel you. You know, I feel you. And so, yeah, but you get there, people. You do get to the promised land.
get there. <laughs> it's just how you get there. We're talking about how you're going to get there. And the way you're going to get there is trusting someone that has the expertise and someone who is not in the situation with you that can remove all emotion and be that neutral pr- person with that voice that says, now you know that's not where you start. Now you know that's not a smart decision. I'm not going to say it like that, but you know, someone to keep you on track and help you through this renovation so that you don't have to regret any decisions and any money that you laid out and have to lay out again because you did not foresee certain things that someone else who is not living in your situation can foresee for you. So that's what it's all about, right? This was great, Alicia. We have other commitments we have to attend to, but... Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on Tea Over Interiors. We hope you join us next week. Make sure to share this episode with a friend. This is an important one. Share, share, share. And plus, sharing is caring. So thanks so much for joining us. Have a good week. Take care. Bye. Tea Over Interiors is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Follow us on Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design as well as on Facebook. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow us on Spotify as well as give us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow. We'll see you next week.